0: Long story short, technology and social media and internet, it can most certainly play a role in the church's mission. You know, we're, we're called to go out and make disciples. You know, those disciples are out there. You know, they're right now. A lot of them are on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. So if we can, if we can get the, the fingers of the church to reach out all the way there too, then why not reach out?
1: Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Bulletin, the official podcast of St. Anthony of Padua. My name is Nate Hoffman. I am the Communications and Development Coordinator here at St. Anthony. And I am joined today by our very own creative services technician, Jay Martin. What's yeah, up, Jay?
0: What's up? What does that job title even mean? A lot of
1: words there, sort of adjectives,
0: leading to a you know, vague noun. I like yeah, it. Vague enough to basically be like, this guy's in charge of everything. Whatever
1: so, happens at the church that re- remotely includes technical things. Yeah. Uh,
0: creative service Technician. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the front end of the the podcast. So so Jay, as y'all maybe know, maybe don't know, produces every single one of these podcasts. In fact, he produces pretty much everything digital that we create at St. Anthony. Pretty much
0: everything that you're looking at a screen or listening to for the church, I've either edited it one way or another, or it's come across my desk. So yeah, yeah. The the job even itself, when I was first kind of talking to uh, Stephen Lanahan about this role, I formerly worked with uh, Life Teen. When I was working with Life Teen, Stephen kind of reached out to me about this job, and it was still kind of being formed with him and Barb, I could tell. Um, They were in the midst. The big thing was the projectors in the church, and they're like, this is the big step towards a new era of technology and visuals and creative content and they wanted someone to take ownership over all that stuff and so that was the first that was kind of the catalyst Um, that in a big av snafu i think it was like i think it was a christmas mass here that one of the mics just started feedbacking and then got an endless loop and it just kept going, kept going, oh kept gosh. going. And, like, I looked over at the AV desk, and there's this guy just throwing his hands up in the air. Like, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> like. And I was just kind of sitting there in the pew, just like, I probably should go out because, like, I know how Were to do that. Were you working here no, yet? No, no, no. My wife's from here. My wife and her family are from here. So, I anytime I had a holiday or anything, I'd come visit her, come hang out. So, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a Christmas mass. And yeah, it just went bad feedback, bad loop. I think that was another big catalyst where it's like, yeah, we need someone to like, Not, I mean, volunteers are great. Volunteers are are, are great. All the homies that were running that thing before me um, were excellent because if they didn't do it, no one would have. But yeah, I think that in the projectors with a big kind of catalyst to get me, uh, on their radar. Well, I can speak
1: to being one of those volunteers, even though I was working for the church previously last year in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, but it was just me and the priests running the live stream. Uh, so anytime we tried to get fancy, it was a dicey, you know, we'd be in the middle of a live stream. And if one thing went wrong, it'd be like, "Uh, yeah, yeah. Pull the plug. Uh, turn to EWTN cause you're not watching <laughs> us tonight. Um, so this is why we're here on the podcast. I'm, I'm a relative newcomer, uh, to St. Anthony. I've been here not quite a year. Um, and my, uh, goal with this whole beyond the bulletin was to, uh, walk through everything we do here at St. Anthony. Yep. Um, Episode six, right? Episode, well, we did a two-parter with Father David yeah, last week, and that right. was awesome. That was such a good conversation. Go listen to that if you haven't already. Go yeah, check out this conversation with Father David. So,
0: so Jay, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, sir. Where are you from? Uh, I am from Florida. Uh, I was born in Hawaii. My no dad, way! Yeah, facts. Yeah, my dad worked at Chaminade University, and uh, I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, 93. Have so, you been back? Nope. Nope. I've always wanted to. We didn't live there for any more than a few months after I was born but uh, got some pretty cool pictures my uh, godfather was a priest who worked at Chaminade I got baptized at Mystical Rose Oratory which is like the church up at Chaminade it's really cool so um, yeah so I'm 28 Uh, I got three kids uh, three beautiful kids two here on earth one in heaven and uh, my wife grew up here. This is her own parish. Uh, She went to youth group here. Uh, Stephen Lanahan was her confirmation sponsor, like the whole nine yards. Her family's been here. Before I started working here, I was here for so many masses, any any Thanksgiving break, Christmas break. uh, My wife and I were long distance the entire time we were dating, engaged. The day we got married, up to that point, the longest we'd been together consecutively was 12 days. So we, well, ne- we never spent two weeks in a row together before we got married. So we were always long distance, but we just traveled and saw each other every chance we got. Yeah, uh, I love music. Uh, I'm a DJ. Uh, I love video games, tennis. Uh, Nate and I crush it on the tennis court on the yeah, regular. Um, yeah, I'm really tall. I slouch a lot to avoid truly disclosing how tall I am. Um, yeah. He's got a
1: wicked serve, I'll, I'll say. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm more of an amateur compared yeah. to Jay. Also, there's tennis.
0: there's also a ping pong table up in the now. So if anybody wants to smoke oh, up doctor. in up in the ping pong gang, but I'm yes. just letting you know, anybody out there, anybody listening who wants to catch these hands, I will <laughs> I will give it to you on the ping pong table. Catch these hands. So Jay, uh,
1: you're my age. You're exactly my age, but you're still our our resident young person, even compared <sighs> to Mary, who is younger all than the you. Time. Um, I would say on behalf of Mary, like you, you are much more in tune with the the youth culture than than anyone else on the
0: staff. I was just talking about this yesterday because I just made a promo video for our youth ministry program that I basically got the idea of basically kind of from TikTok, Rick Roll, kind of just like a, a medley of kind of just like social media stuff. And I was like, man kids these days, if I'm a 14 year old kid, I don't want to see like a headshot of somebody talking to me about the youth ministry program. I'm trying to think of like, what's a funny meme? Like what's going to, what's going to get some clicks? What's going to get plays? So I made this just stupid, goofy, uh, fake organ video where it's like the organs playing astronaut in the ocean, which is basically like this generation's Rick roll. If you haven't heard it, don't listen to it. The song itself just is terrible. It's a pretty crappy song, but it's just, it's a meme basically at this point. So I just thought of this stupid idea. And I was like, Sam and PJ, just come shoot this. Didn't tell them what it was going to, be anything uh and then in like three hours I had seven thousand plays on instagram and it just like took off sammy and pj had a youth ministry event the other day and they're like the kids were like telling talking to them about really? the video like they showed up and we're like that video was hilarious it was so <laughs> funny i was like that's the goal they came to daily mass and made rosary Star prison ministry and they saw that video you know that video probably wasn't why they showed up but it was enough of a conversation they remembered it enough to like bring it up and talk about it you know all of my previous jobs i've always just. Not been made fun of, but just kind of been poked and prodded about. Like I'll just say stuff, and people just look at me, and be like, "Is that is that good or bad?" You know, like
1: <laughs> yeah, your slang is is not my slang.
0: Forehead, my, I refer to some people as foreheads. No, like why do you do that? Because they'll do or say something where you like. That you hit your, forehead, you so that, your forehead, so that's 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 a forehead move. You know what I mean. Oh, so right, if gosh. I if I had forgotten to hit record, that's a forehead move. That's such a mean? forehead move. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeet. I use yeet a lot, and yeet just means throw or you know eject. So I yeet stuff on the regular. Um, that's been around for a while. That's not new.
1: Yeah, but people don't say it. That's I mean, true. Not in regular conversation. <laughs> well, you keep us all young.
0: I yeah, think. keep on that's your toes too. That's uh, the fun and thing. And
1: we got to keep. Yeah, a conversation with Jay. You don't know where it's going.
0: So my my three year old daughter right now, she's in that question phase of her life, where like she sees something, and she's like. Wants to know more about it. Why is it there? What is it doing? But she she wants to know it so quickly. She says she goes, "What it do?" So like instead of what it like, do, yeah, so instead of saying, "What does it do?" She just go, "What it do?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Yeah, Lily, like, what it do?" She's truly a Trilia Martin. So yeah, she's she's down with the gang. That's awesome.
1: But yeah, we're continuing our tour of of what goes on here at Saint Anthony. We've done some uh, liturgy, we've done some marriage, we've done some youth ministry, and it's funny because uh, Jay here has a hand in almost all of that in one way or another through the filming or the, or the you know, communicating all this stuff that we do at St. Anthony uh, on our socials. You you do it all, Jay. You you, you I are... I mean, it's a team effort.
0: Every, any, anything, every mouse click, button press, it's a team effort. Like any content I make, the last video I made, I couldn't have done it without Sammy and PJ or Youth Ministers. Like all the content, it's all coming from a team of a lot of people working hard to to make it available to people. Every, every everything we're really putting out is always directing people to something. It's not just like, hey, come look how cool we are. You know, it's it's always either directing people to the mass, directing people to an event, an open house, uh, a youth ministry thing. It is fun to kind of have my finger on the pulse of the parish in terms of just like always thinking about what's going on, what's next, what registration's opening, how can we best communicate the important information to the people that need to know it, how can we spread uh, just the word of God to people who like might not be looking for it even, you know, like the places they don't expect, social media, you know, Instagram, so yeah, it's it's definitely fun to kind of have seen this role evolve, obviously, live streaming took on a much bigger role in 2020 than um, it previously had been. We'd been live streaming before COVID, but obviously live streaming took on a, a life of its own after. Um, so yeah, we have such a great parish and there's so much going on. It's it's fun to um, spread God's word uh, through kind of creative content and social media and that stuff. So,
1: so, so yeah, I guess that I was going to ask you about this, but it, you sort of just answered it. It's, it's like, what is the role of technology within the church? Because I think... Many you see the church as being almost, you know, anti-technology. Um, what do you think? Uh, like the saints would have seen something like Facebook or Instagram or these tools that we are using? Would uh, someone like Saint Francis or I don't know, you know, name a saint who would have wanted
0: to spread the word about like their thing as far as possible? Would they? have? they've utilized these things I mean I think there's a lot of Saints you look at you can look at Saint Maximilian and Colby and like how he was using the printing press to spread like you know the, uh, the Immaculata or I can't remember the name of his like he had, like a gang like they militia were de- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the militia it? like they were ganged up and yeah. like they they published newsletters everywhere like they used the modern technology and there's plenty of saints who use the modern technology of their time to spread the word you know what I mean I, I wrote all of those uh Saint bios that you can find at church slash relics uh, but so many of them I was always blown away by like They were like in the world, but not of it, you know, and I think of like a good analogy is like a boat in the water, you know, you want a boat to be in the water, but you don't want water in the boat. You know, because if water's in the boat, then you don't want that. So you want to be in the world, but not of it. Your your church presence, your faith, like your life, you can't be afraid to go out into the world. You know, boats need to go out into the water. You know, that classic quote, you know, a ship isn't made for the harbor. It's meant to go out. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if a boat is going out into the water, that's good. It's right on all sides, but if it's built strong and securely, it's safe, that's where it's meant to be. You know what I mean? But if there's water in the boat and if you're of the world... Then you're not quite doing the right thing, and I, I think that's a, a fine line for you know our generations who's very plugged in to kind of balance. And then you kind of look at the church's role in terms of, like, how do we reach people? You know, like, we can reach people um, in our communities and word of mouth and flyers and that kind of stuff, but there's just people There's people out there, you know, like I said, who may not be looking for the faith. Like, it's just a good chance to use the tools we have available to us and to spread the word of God through there and make it look appealing. You know, the church deserves, uh, like, good production. It deserves good content. It, it deserves pretty fonts and good colors. You look at, like, the architecture and the, um, the stained glass and basilicas and cathedrals and churches and, like that is beautiful and in the same way like we're called to like in the content we make and the videos and the pictures and um everything we put out it's also to you know evoke beauty to create beauty and to show like to translate god's beauty in the beauty of our faith, beauty of our church into the content we're making. So when I'm making a video, you know, say I'm making a video about our new chapel or about, um, you know, the Thanksgiving project where we do, where we, you know, we uh, give out food. Like I'm not, I'm not looking just necessarily just to say the facts like, oh, you know, this chapel will be this big it's cost mm-hmm. this much, you know, I think about, okay, what's going to happen in this chapel? Okay, weddings, you know, uh, baptisms, you know, adoration, Jesus, saints, they're going to be in this chapel. So how do I kind of evoke that beauty of the faith that's going to happen in this place? The same way the Thanksgiving project, the last video I made for Thanksgiving project, I really tried to tell the story of like, okay, yes, people donate food. We give out the food. That seems very straightforward, but I tried to think of, okay, like, where does this food go? What's the journey of this food? So if you look at Thanksgiving Project, I tried to kind of tell almost a narrative of like, you know, someone, you know, donating a box, where it's going, how it changes people's lives. So I think the church deserves that storytelling, deserves that beauty. When I live stream on Sundays, I'm not just trying to, you know, show you what's happening. I want you to feel like you're there. Obviously, Mm. live streaming is, you know, it's a supplement. It's not a substitute, but for those times where it was just, you know, me, Josh Blakesley, and some some clergy in the church it was like wow I've got thousands of people watching this on a weekend how do I make them feel like they're there they're here in the pew how to right. make them feel like immersed in you know a part of the liturgy and still connected um, so that was a really good challenge to be like okay like I have this technology in my hands I want to connect them to Jesus well how do I you know plug it in right you know? long story short technology and social media and internet, it can most certainly play a role in the church's mission. You know, we're we're called to go out and make disciples, you know. Those disciples are out there. You know, they're right now a lot of them are on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. So if we can if we can get the, the fingers of the church to reach out all the way there too, then why not reach out?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're totally right, and like you said, originally there's so many saints who have used the technology of their times. Uh, we were just talking before we got on the air of, of, of who, who who should we be praying Ooh. to before we started. Who could be the patron saint of podcasts or the internet? And there's actually a really good candidate uh, who is uh, on two, his really. way to sainthood. One is uh, uh, an oldie, but a goodie, St. Isidore Seville. Yep. Uh, who uh, essentially tried to put together all of the information in the world, which is what the internet has become uh, at its best. Um, and so he lived but 1,500 years ago. So he, he, he didn't really ha- have access to what we've got today. But there's another guy who might be a, a perfect candidate for being the patron saint of uh, internet.
0: Yeah, just the internet in general. Yeah, the, the little homie, blessed Carlo Acutis, fifteen-year-old dude, just played video games. He, you know, had a PlayStation. He dressed up like Spider-Man. Uh, he was really cool. Uh, he was uh, diagnosed with leukemia. I think he died in two thousand six. So that's legitimately not that long ago at all. No,
1: uh, 15 years ago, and he lived, he was only about 15 when he when he died. I, I guess to me, when I read that story, I, I read about what he what he did, and he did spend time on the internet, and I, it's a good reminder that we can still be uh, in this world. Like you're saying, we can be those boats and not get muddied in the sort of negative aspects of being obsessed with comic books or being on Twitter for six hours a day and that kind of thing. Like, we can
0: uh, tow that line. So, like, whenever you look at the Bible, there's, like, like so many different places where Jesus is like talking about like belonging not to the world. You know, so like John 15, 19, if you belong to the world, the world would love its own. But because you do not belong to the world and I have chosen you out of the world, the world hates you. Later on, you got 1 John 2, 15, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. Then last but not least, my favorite, John 17 uh, starts at uh, verse 14. I gave them your word and the world hated them because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. And that, that's pretty good on its own. But then if you go on a little bit, further, it says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world and I consecrate myself for them so they may also be consecrated in truth. So Jesus didn't, you know, like hype his disciples up and be like, all right, I'll go hide in that cave and don't talk to anybody, you know? So like, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. So when we're talking about, like I said, that boat analogy, you know, you're meant. we're meant to be in the world. We're meant to be surrounded by people and, and going out there and be in an un-Catholic and un-Christian world uh, and not being afraid to kind of proclaim that face, to share that post, to pray before meals, you know? Uh, so it's, it's a great opportunity to, like I said, be in the world, but not of
1: it. And I love what you're saying, Jay, also about what we do here at St. Anthony, because, you know, I, I'm, I can say it because I don't produce – the uh, content I just you generally share it. We we have some beautiful stuff. So using these this technology and these networks as a as a way to cast our net as far mm, as possible yeah. because we did have for our
0: boats and fish
1: metaphors. Yeah, there you love that metaphor. Look, you're a big metaphor guy. Yeah, um, My wife hates it? I mean, and you you stream the masses. You mentioned it earlier. Yeah, boy. Uh, so it's it's an interesting. It's a fine line here mm. because. We do a great job of streaming the masses. Again, I can say that because I'm not the one who does it. But, you know, Jay, Jay puts a lot of work and and Josh and everyone involved. They put a lot of work into, into creating those live streams for a reason. We want to, like Jay said, we want to make it feel like you're at mass. But there is no, at the end of the day, there's no replicating the Eucharist. Facts. Um, we create this content, uh, especially with the, the live streaming mass, not as a way to substitute coming uh but to what,
0: what's what's the word do you use supplement supplement your so, Sunday experience compliment supplements yeah sure. it's not it's not going to replace it it's not you're never going to be to be like oh you know what once like once the disposition's up or anytime really you know you can't say oh you know I don't I don't want to really go to church I just want to watch it online like anyone yeah, as someone who does it you know Every single weekend, I can tell you, it is not the same. It just you can, it doesn't compare. Obviously, it is a great asset and resource to have. I'm proud that our church is still able to have daily mass streamed and you know, have so many different masses and different languages and be broadcast all over the world. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it, the goal is always to direct people back to Jesus, and that it means Jesus in the Eucharist. So when even when I'm streaming every single Mass, yes, my goal is to make people feel connected and involved and immersed in the Mass, but the ultimate long-term goal is to always direct people to Jesus and come back to Mass. Mm-hmm. I remember one, one perfect example for this is when we first kind of quote-unquote reopened when every other pew was closed, Mass required, when we distributed the Eucharist, I would cut away for the entire distribution. the whole thing just because at first it was awkward people people weren't good at taking their masks off and receiving we didn't want anyone to be like you know nitpicking people you know trying to receive jesus after about a month of this i talked to you know a few people and i was like i want to go back to showing that on the stream i wanted to show that it was awkward and kind of clumsy some people still were about pulling the mask down and that kind of stuff i want it to be seen on the stream so people could see that and be like, oh, yeah, I miss that. That's what I'm— Yeah, that's that's, I'm that's the important part, you know? Because, yeah, I can put the spiritual communion prayer up, and that's good, and you should pray it, but that prayer can't compare to receiving Jesus in you, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, so you'll see Jay on Sunday um, uh, on the right side, right in front of the piano— Running uh, around. Yeah, and he's taking pictures and everything. So, Jay, but how do you handle that uh, as, a, as a mass goer, as someone someone who— Very um, Very poorly. <laughs> yeah, so are you are you able to get uh prayer time in during the
0: during the masses? It's hard. If I'm working a mass, I would I'd be lying if I said it's great prayer because I'm always thinking about what's next. I'm always thinking about okay, the Acclamation acclamations coming up. Okay, I'm going I need to move this camera here for this shot, for this time. Okay, the priest is going to raise less. All right, the cancer's coming up. So my the way my brain works is like I'm always 10 steps ahead and it's hard to really enter into a mass and like participate in the liturgy while I'm do- doing that much you yeah. know I've gotten better at it as you know masses have reopened and things have calmed down I've found ways to be better at it you know after I go up and you know re- actually receive myself when I go back I just sit down and just pray you know even if the camera has been sitting there for a while and people are home kind of like you know this, I've, the, the can you use been... a new shot here yeah exactly and you know people's attention spans are so short you know uh, I look at the analytics like on Facebook the viewership is like it's so much shorter because Facebook has trained people to always be wanting the next thing, the you next know. Video. That way, their their attention spans are so short. But I still, I take some time. I take like a minute or two, really, just to stop, not worry about cameras, not worry about angles, not worry about lyrics, and just pray. You know, I just receive Jesus. You know, it's not the time to just jump right back into you know switching stuff up and clicking around. I, I definitely need to do better at going to daily mass or going to a mass. I'm not working just with my family. Because uh, I need that. There's no way my faith could just be sustained only working masses and go to only, only going to masses. I'm working, so it's definitely something that's probably it's probably the hardest part of my job. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. So a lot of us at St. Anthony's and across Texas, uh, our our jobs changed for for a while, and then it seemingly have gone back to uh, what they used to be. for For Jay over here, especially on Sundays, uh, it's it's been the same since April of 2020. Yep. Uh, Pretty much. So, Pretty yeah, much just like. Huge, a huge thank you to Jay. I mean, on behalf of the whole parish, I mean, everyone who's tuning in. And not just the parish. It's funny. I get these stats uh, and, and they see these maps and things like that from from Jay. We got people tuning in from, uh, I think at, at one point is every
0: state and, and even all over the world. Oh, yeah. It's it's just cool. It's cool because like there's this lady from Ireland who uh, her family attends at 11 o'clock and she'll always hop on the stream. It's like shout out like the O'Carroll family and like the one o'clock There's this whole family. I don't even know if they have any people who live here, or go here, or any any relatives, but the Gallardo family from Ecuador, wow. the one o'clock mass, every time, like six or seven people with last name Gallardo hop on the one o'clock mass on our Facebook and just are chatting with each other and like praying together and like sharing prayer intentions. It is, this is awesome. These people are in Ecuador and they're all, they're like watching our mass. But yeah, it's just, we, you know, we are one body. Um and it's it's really cool to kind of use like I said, use the internet to kind of, you know, bridge gaps and connect people and you know, even if, you know, people haven't seen a mass in a long time, haven't gone the mass, you know, they're scrolling, they see one, they think about it, you know, that it can it can open the door. Um so yeah, it's worth the effort. It's, it's worth
1: it's good. What we most desire is is uh getting people back uh in the church. I mean that's always always. Yeah. All right, Jay, a couple quick questions for good. you. What uh what, what's your favorite type of project to work on here at St. Anthony?
0: One where I kind of, I know the start and the finish, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. Mm. So, like, for the Thanksgiving project I talked about, I I wanted to t- basically follow the box. I wanted to follow it from the moment someone picked it up to fill it with food to the, the moment someone brought home a full box of Thanksgiving food and opened it. You know, like, I wanted to tell that story because, yeah, like, we, we give away, like, so many pounds of food and it's great. But I love projects where like I have like the, the foundation and I have the ending in my head, but I don't know how I'm going to get there yet. So I love those stories. I love visual storytelling. I my my degree is in journalism uh, from University of Florida. So um, th- that, and that goes beyond just being able to write good. You know, I write good, yes, but also you know how do you tell a story well? You know, how do you tell a story through through video, through shots, through um, you know movement, uh, through angles, through perspectives? It's it's a great way to put people somewhere. Um, through a screen to transport them somewhere to really make them feel like they're a part of something and they're witnessing it firsthand so I love projects so I can really kind of go outside the box but also kind of like tell a story
1: yeah so awaken the imagination yeah yeah big imagination guy okay what's what's an obscure topic that you feel like you could talk for hours about
0: give a TED talk about Uh, give a TED talk about man I think DJing I think
1: yeah, Jay's a great DJ.
0: Thank you, appreciate it. If you know the the Wilson family, Hannah and Evan Wilson DJed their wedding uh, in in Austin for that one. That was a rager. I love DJing in the same way. It's not, it, it's weirdly enough, it's almost the same thing of like telling a story. I love being able to yeah. not not only just throw like a like a like a banger DJ set, but also just like how do I tell a story with music? It's it's an art. It's, it really is an art. You can tell a good one from a great one. You know what I mean? Like you you can a go to one. you can go from a wedding reception, and be like, oh that was fun. You know we did dance a little bit and there's some where it's like, we just didn't leave the dance floor. You know, we just couldn't get enough. And like I went, I did a wedding in Austin for some friends. Um, He's a police officer in Austin. She's a nurse. And he loves like real crunk, like ninety two thousand rap music, like, like crime mob, a little scrappy, like TI, that kind of stuff. She's country. She's country. She's got boots. You know, so I was like, okay, how do I make the reception special? You know? So I was legit mixing like Kenny Chesney into like Nuck If You Buck or like, uh, like Frank Ocean and Calvin Harris into like Jason Aldean. And it was fire. It was crazy. So yeah, so I I could definitely give a TED Talk on on DJing. We've
1: got to get you to DJ some, uh, dances here. Oh, I think I'm
0: gonna do there. some and He's like father daughter uh, dances in the gym. I'm, I've been talking to people about doing that. That's awesome. So, yeah, 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 we'll figure you. out
1: a way to, to get that uh, to happen. Okay, last one. What's your uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. What? I love the Blues
0: Brothers. I could watch. I've the, never
1: I've never seen it. I heard a lot of the Blues Brothers.
0: It. One of those movies that like anytime it's on TV, I would always watch it. I love the musical numbers, just like the comedy of it. Like we're on a mission from God. God. Like that just always cracked me up. And just like the real people that are in it too. Like you know Ray Charles kills. I think are, like Aretha Franklin's in it. Yeah, it's got some um, good music amazing music so i and i just like the police chase scene and I, I could just watch that forever so all
1: right well jay
0: thanks for coming on the podcast man i appreciate all your ministry here at st anthony if anybody wants to uh to join the gang if anybody wants to help out at masses or you know we uh we attract more viewers on a normal weekend than most like mid-tier twitch streamers so if you're like if you watch twitch or you you know who ninja is or if you if you want to learn about streaming and broadcast and running lyrics on the walls like these are skills and talents that are going to they are in becoming even more valuable you know what i mean whether or not you whether you want to be your own streamer and you want to you know one day have your own setup and stream video games or stream anything or you want to go into broadcast go into go into journalism um, if you want to know like, okay, if I ever needed to set up a church live stream from the ground up, what would it take? Um, like the system that we have in place here and the experience we have across the board, we can do that. Like we yeah. can, we can help that out. If you're ever interested, holler at me, and at ap.church. Uh, I'd be happy to, you know, we have plenty of masses. We still stream as of right now, at like 12 masses a week. So, believe it or not, so uh, if you ever want to jump in, uh, holler at me, because I'd be happy to help train you and, you know, get you some experience, and uh, yeah, it'll take you far in life.
1: Beautiful. Okay, so a couple things going on in the parish that I wanted to touch on. Yeah. We are actually bringing back the Padawan Ambassadors. So a lot of you might remember the the Padawan Ambassadors were a group of individuals who served as a welcoming force for the parish, the, the face of the parish, the smiling faces people entered. Um, they could answer questions. They could seek out people who maybe didn't feel at home. In the coming weeks, you're going to start seeing this group um, out in the narthex and even out by the fountain. Say hello. Uh, if you have any questions, go to them. They're, they'll be wearing name tags. They might even have a polo on. Um, and if you want to serve as a Padawan ambassador, the whole gig is just be friendly. So show up early to mass, stay a little bit late, and just say, hey, look for families who, don't, who maybe don't know what's going on, looking for someone to talk to. It's an easy gig, and honestly, to me, it's one of the most necessary gigs. Um, things that we do is, is to be welcoming. Um, at the parish, Jay, you remember the patron? I do remember that.
0: It's like you said they're like a welcoming, a helpful force. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like welcome. Uh, yeah. Like, welcome. They are a force, force of hospitality, yeah. uh,
1: and they will not be denied. Another thing you've probably heard about our Mission Twenty Twenty One appeal. It's our summer discipleship challenge. Um, the idea is all of our parish family is finding opportunities this summer to serve in some way. Um, you could be working at the Saint Teresa Center or making rosaries mowing your neighbor's lawn, you know, whatever it is, um, we have these challenge cards that we're asking folks to fill out, do three works of mercy this summer, and then bring it back uh, to St. Anthony's here the last weekend of August. We'll collect all these cards, and we'll have a big drawing. So mark your calendar for the last weekend of August, the 28th, 29th. We're going to be celebrating the end of the mission 2021. woo Collecting those challenge cards. Uh, we're going to be kicking off the school year. We're going to be showing off our new campus ministers. We're going to be introducing you to... This is a little bit of an undercover, Ooh, under wraps. I but, love some new teasers. Yeah, uh, the uh, sort of Padwin Cafe. Ooh. Yeah, the adult meeting room, the AMR. Oh, yeah? Uh, over by the gym. We're actually converting into sort of a... Uh, everyday meeting space. Mm-hmm. No
0: need to get a Resi. Uh,
1: that's a reservation for you. Uh, you that was good. Thanks. That was
0: that was if 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 there wasn't a streaming service also named Resi, oh, I, prob- I probably would have just rolled right with that one. But I'll, I'll give you a, a reservation. A yeah. So the idea three point five out of five. On after that one.
1: daily mass, you, you show up, you grab some coffee uh, that we'll have there for you, and you just sit down and talk with your friends. Sit down and study, maybe if you're a student, do whatever. Uh, anyway, we're going to be introducing that space, um, and we're actually bringing back the food trucks. A lot of you remember those food trucks from uh, when we kicked off the Horizon when campaign. When is this? When, when is this happening? August 28th and 29th. Oh, man. One more time? Save the date. August 28th and twenty-nine. Yeah. After every mass, we're going to have food trucks, tents, games. Uh, it'll be a really good uh, party. So save the date. Uh, looking forward
0: to it. About a month away. That sounds great. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube just broke 200 subscribers. Uh, I'm trying to hit, uh, I think, 500 on Twitter and like fifteen hundred on Instagram. So if you want to help your boy hit some goals, follow us ep.church on pretty much everything. We're streaming on YouTube now. We're streaming on the on yeah, the I see that. I get so, those emails yeah. every time we stream. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, follow us.
1: Well, Jay, thanks for coming on, and uh, thank you for listening. We will see you all next week. God bless.
0: Cheers. Yeah, sheesh. You ever heard that? I've heard sheesh. Sheesh. What's that from? So it's basically like saying sheesh, but you do it like as a bird. Sheesh. So you really never heard anyone. You never heard like sheesh. That's perfect. That's perfect.
1: I say sheesh all the
0: time. It's it. a bunch of kids just going. I would have
1: got bullied so hard if I would just go. So it's like you know is like sheesh, good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sheesh is like wow. Like, look at that. So sheesh is like sheesh. That's amazing. Sheesh. You know so. So, yeah. Sheesh. 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 Yeah, next time you hear a dope homily, just an abuse. Sheesh. Sheesh.